It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to the PHNX Rising post-game show. Um, yeah, that was a really super weird match. Uh, kind of rode the Don't explain coaster. too much of it straight off the bat there, Max. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, no, that was a weird uh, roller coaster match <laughs> pretty much throughout. Uh, Rising with the 1-1 draw uh, here in Oakland. Rising the more dominant team throughout pretty much the entire match. Uh, had a lot of some half chances, some very genuine chances, some chances they didn't even take. Uh, of course, I am Max Simpson, and I am joined by Mr. Owen Evans. Uh, really get the contrast, as you guys know by now, me in the dark. Him in the light. Uh, he is out there in Oakland. And yeah, we're really trying to wrap our heads around this match where Rising um, had it, then lost it, then kind of got it back. And here we are now, Owen. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. to digest, I think, from various parts of that match. When you look at mm-hmm. the first half, you look at how Phoenix Rising came out. I think you could put a pretty good argument out there that in the first half, Phoenix Rising was a better team. They mm-hmm. did create a lot of pressure they were pressing high up the field they were causing some concern they were causing errors actually from Blanchett in the Oakland goal the problem is that ultimately rising failed to capitalize on that work and so they go into the break at nil nil they don't come out in quite the same way in the second half and it's much like we have seen time after time in this league if you let a team hang about you let them hang in that game and you let them, they're more willing to take shots on at times than yeah. you are. They're going to find the back of the net. That's what happened tonight. Rising going 1-0 down. Now, they do keep fighting. They do get that late equaliser courtesy of Emmanuel Arteaga header. However, look, result-wise, I think big picture, four points out of six on this road trip. Very good outcome. Yeah. In the game, does Rising come out of it feeling they possibly deserved a little bit more? Possibly should have gotten a little bit more out of that game? Yes. It's it's really all about perspective, how you look in this match, right? We always say in a perfect world, you you got some ble- someone's running bleachers, it sounds like, in the background for you. Um, <laughs> They're taking down the scoreboard. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. No, in a perfect world, right? You win your home matches, you draw your away matches. That's been the formula of like really just how to pick up points throughout the season. You're, of course, going to see the ebbs and flows, this, that, and the other all the way around, right? You go into this match, you're thinking you can, you know, you have a good chance to win, but this is a, a squad, very good. You have the familiarity, played them a couple weeks ago. 
take a draw. You then see the match play out, and you're thinking, well, hold on now. Oakland's had a few chances here and there, but Rising is by far the better match. You're looking for a win. Then Oakland scores the goal, and you're thinking, okay, well, now we wanted a win, and now we're going to get this. You're very dissatisfied with any type of the perf- the performance and the results. And then Emmanuel Arteaga gets it back in the 93rd minute, and um, here we are. So I think if he doesn't score that, we're feeling a lot worse than this. But even taking that aside, I think it was a dominant Rising performance, but you really just leave the match feeling there was a lot more that they left on the table. There was, and yet at the same time, Oakland come out of that game feeling in a similar way. I think sure. you needed to see some of the frustration, really, that Oakland Roots players had at that final whistle. Some of the just like screaming into the ether kind of stuff. That's what you saw on the field out there. And I think both teams are going to come out of that game ultimately thinking that they could have probably got walked away with three yeah. points. Look, there are, again, multiple things I think that we can point to from Phoenix Rising. I, I know the final third, the way that they kind of actually tried to attack the goal once they got the ball up there. That's something that I definitely focused on. That was something that I thought that Rising was struggling with. That's something that Juan admitted, yes, they need some work on as well yeah. um, in the post game. But broadly speaking... Look, it, it was, I mean, here's the interesting one, actually, and it's, I'm, I'm going to chuck a number out, and I don't know, uh, Max, if you were hoping to do, look at the numbers at this early point, but Rising actually had less possession tonight. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I mean, you know, shoot, that is a, that's a nice segue. It's 51-49. But... Yeah, let's get in by the numbers, um, you know, with the stats up there. Yeah, you know, it's funny, right? We have, well, possession. I had it actually 50-50. I think it was, uh, you round up. Or you, I guess you can kind of round up, kind of whatever. 51-49, 50-50, it's about the same, right? But finishes 1-1, XG. I mean, that's a, essentially a whole goal more that Oakland uh, should have scored. Kind of deceptive there, I think, knowing especially that Rising had more shots, 14-12. to 12, Not as many on goal, one less. I think the key thing here for me is Rising was much more threatening on the uh, crossing and really the key, some of those key passes. Um I mean, I think the chances that they had, even if some of them were half chances, a lot of these aren't going to go down um, on the stat sheet because there was the that sequence of play where Rising legitimately had a couple open netters that they straight up just didn't even try, didn't even really, like, really have a shot to come off. And there was a couple that went just a whisker wide of goal. Think of, uh, think of Gallardo, whisker wide of goal. Think of Carlos Harvey just over the crossbar. So a couple of those that aren't going to register as on goal but still very good opportunities that Rising just couldn't put away. Right, but one of those, and I know you were mentioning it there, is there was a moment where Rising just perhaps didn't get the shot off. I think one of those, unfortunately, we can use to illustrate it. I'm sure the chat will will remember this particular moment in the second half with the ball bouncing around in front of the Oakland goal. Oakland kind of gifting Rising that chance as well. That's the thing behind that. And as you as you see, yes, those players they're coming in, they're closing down. You expect them to be closing you down very quickly in that position. You are right in front of goal, and that's several players now who seemed almost too determined to take a touch, take a second touch yeah. before thinking about getting the shot off, and that's the biggest problem in those kind of moments yeah. i mean we saw it in uh, a recent game as well i believe it was the louisville game we saw manuel artiaga take that little bit too long with one of his chances yeah it allows the defender to get back and make a goal line clearance in that game i think it's something that we saw again in that moment and sometimes more broadly today 
it just feels as though the decision making isn't quite there because sometimes as well it'll go the other way sometimes it'll go the yeah. other way in terms yeah. of you see a player trying to take it all on by themselves when they've got a better outlet available it's yeah. just as though in those moments on times in the final third when the ball gets up there and rising can be at their most dangerous what you see is just a little bit of a, a lapse in judgment on times that Look, when the yeah. ball's in the six-yard area like that, it's got to be instinctual. It's got to be just, you hit the ball. And if someone blocks it on the goal line, it's a risk that you take. But you're not going to get a goal. You can't pass it into the back of the net. You have to, you can't control it and dribble it into the back of the net in that position. The only way that's going in yeah. the back of the net is if you take a shot on. I completely agree. And honestly, that seems to resonate with a lot of people in the chat, right? I do want to shout out everyone in the chat, by the way, seeing Eddie, seeing Albert, Devin, um, Pat, very insistent in there as well. CWP, uh, some guy named Jose Bosch, uh, you know, uh, seeing him popping in there. No, Bosch, nice to see you in there, man. Um, Jake Anderson also pops up in the chat then as well. Yeah, we love that. We saw, we we see Ikea in the chat. We're used to being subpar. We're used to being subpar. That's a, that's a, Quite a quite a take. Uh, didn't know IKEA rising massive in Sweden. Massive in Sweden. All the Swedish listeners tuning into the PH Next Rising post game show. Uh, no, we appreciate everyone being here. And as always, uh, it's it's a weird result, man. I think right. We kind of go back to how this ebbs and flows going off of that Wednesday match against New Mexico, going into what this match meant for co- head coach Juan Guerra. And I mean, right? You want to see the players back him? They had a good uh, performance, but. I'm curious to see if there was any uh, additional insight that they can uh, take away from it. In terms of this... I, just, I guess I would say like the result and the performance, you know? Mm, I think it's something that, again, just look. If I'm looking big picture, and I know I've already said this tonight, I'm going to repeat it again. If I'm looking big picture, mm-hmm. and Juan was a lot more on the fence when I asked him about this one. Four points out of six from this run, is that a success? I would say, broadly speaking, yes. You have two games in quick succession away from home. You don't get to go home in the middle of them. It's not easy. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to get that big win on Wednesday against someone that you really, really dislike as a team and then bounce back a few days later to play a team that hasn't had a midweek game and grind out a point. Now, one thing that will come up, and you'll hear this later on when we hear a little bit more from Juan, uh, the playing surface here, it is an artificial surface. Uh, It's not the most forgiving. I'll say that. Um, very quick moving, very stiff, very... Yeah, I'm sure I'll be picking pallets out of places as well that various, I don't know, pockets, shoes, sure? whatever, you name it, there will be those little black pallets in there. I love um, Do that for weeks, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think overall, on balance... and I mean, I predicted a one-all draw for this game. And you did was I think if you if you'd said before the game, do you think a one-all draw would be a good result for Rising? I wouldn't disagree with that. Sure. In the context of look, we we do this all the time in the opposite direction, don't we? We do this yeah, all we the do. time whereby we say you lose a game that you should have won, or you lose a game, it increases the pressure on the next game. That maybe your the way you view things is slightly different. To me, the way they got that result on Wednesday meant that you could look at this game as a okay, if you come away yeah. with a point, you've had a good haul. Yep, right. I think it's, I think I think we keep on going back to right. Like you go into this match, think you're going to drop. That's fine. You look at the performance. I think maybe there was uh, something on the table, but I think it's one of those. 
you're going to be happy with the result, even if there's maybe something left to be desired. But that's how this thing goes. It's a long season. We're going to be saying further down the season, most likely, that, you know, man, maybe the performance to match the result in the positive way, maybe in the negative way. And we've done this before. We'll do it again. I think this is one of those where you play this match 10 times. This might be a different match every time, really just seeing how both teams had chance, had the chances and both teams really couldn't finish the opportunities, especially first off, we, before I go any further, we got to talk about Oakland's defense and, uh, and uh, the goalkeeping situation. That was, uh, that was weird. You saw it, uh, you know, at, at the stadium, what the heck was going on there? <laughs> yeah. The first half felt like a, very much a case about I think Rising were putting pressure on Oakland um, in terms of they were pressing them quite high yeah. up the field. You combine in a couple of other factors. I mean, there was a, a bit of miscommunication that in part led to a collision between Tarek Morad and, and Paul Blanchett. I think that from that point onwards, you're just looking at just a very weak performance, I think, from Blanchett. I think that it was probably one of the worst outings you're going to see from him all year in that first 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it, again, was just a, a matter of running into his own players, dropping the ball and spilling it out. Literally. And if you're Phoenix rising in those moments, you, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to pounce on those rebounds. Now, I'm not sure quite whether they were going at them in the way that they should have with that. I mean, you could also say that, quite frankly, if a goalkeeper's having that kind of a performance, it's a great opportunity to just put balls on goal, um, which they didn't really capitalise on either. They weren't challenging him perhaps as much as they could have done. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, that's one of the big issues there. Look, if you challenge him more in the first half, I think it does ultimately lead to a goal, uh, but they didn't, is, is pretty much the, the long and short of it yeah no 100 right i mean i'm seeing the chat right i'm seeing bosch's comment right not saying can be disappointed but i don't think the team is taking a spa- step back either words completely agree everyone's kind of rallying i think around. again it just needs it just needs the context yeah. of this was not an easy game to be coming into on it's short not. rest having spent mm. a lot of time on the road having had a lot of people who were not a hundred percent fit having to contribute throughout yeah. the week and to step up um, and doing so as well, might I add, and I'm sure we will touch on this later, but doing so without one of your star players who is off playing 90 minutes for his national team today instead. Oh, yes. Uh, no, that's a nice little cliffhanger for later. But no, I mean, right, the context of everything, you get four out of six points from this road trip. You will absolutely take it. Again, maybe a little. it's just a, maybe a little disappointing knowing how good of a performance it was in. But hey, the results are not always going to match the performance. I mean, right, Albert says it well as well. I'll take it. More was on the table and the boys refuse to eat. But you know where you can eat is with our friends at Circle K, baby. They are all across the country and they have things you could eat, the drink, all that type of good jazz all across Circle K. They got the snacks. They got the nice Circle K branded snacks. People sleep, sleep on the name brand snacks out there, but no, no, no. No, no. Circle K has that great, great stuff. I was back, uh, you know, picking up some Circle K chips that we got in the office that you can find at Circle K locations. The original, the sour cream and onion, the chive, all of that good stuff. Baby, get it. Circle K all across the dang country, all across the dang state, all across the region, the city, wherever you're at. And 
if you guys, Arizona residents, you text PHNX to 31310. That's PHNX to 31310. You can get a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. A buy one, get one free Polar Pop. F- fill you up. Nice and thirst quenching, especially in that hot, hot summer heat. Check it out. Circle K, love them. Appreciate you guys doing your thing. And while you're at it, you want to quench your thirst in another way. Check out our friends at Four Peaks, Four Peaks Brewery, right? They got all the great beers. Uh, Gosh, they got the kilts, the wows, the hazies, all of that jazz. We were at the, uh, well, not we as in you and I, but uh, uh, myself, a couple of those from the PHNX fam, was at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub and uh, had a nice tee shot the other day. Not uh, like the actual, like a tee shot. I wasn't swinging my golf club in the 8th Street Pub. They have a beer called the tee shot. Damn refreshing. A green tea lager phenomenal absolutely phenomenal very refreshing very cool crisp great for the summertime highly recommend it you can find them at a local store near you or in the race street pub all of that jazz check out four peaks brewery you can check them out on instagram at four peaks brew and uh, you must be 21 years old older to enjoy responsibly oh and i know you're gonna grab a beer after this match is over well the match is over after the post game is over and i get myself situated back with all my stuff in the hotel room you're dark. Yes, you see, you, you see, Botch in the chat, Max. The sustain by Circle K and the T shot is excellent. Those are ring endorsements. They are absolutely true. Phenomenal. Indeed. You know who? You know who else was phenomenal? It was actually tough, by the way, naming our man of the match for a second, just because you know, kind of seeing the ebbs and flow of the game. And I will say this: it may not be who you think. We're going to cut right to it. The man of the match for tonight is Danny Trejo. You know, he had two shots, one on target a chance created, five of nine dribbles. Really, he just had the vision going on today. Uh, had a couple nice crosses in the box, maybe just a hair too uh, long, kind of similar to what we saw against New Mexico. But he was the attacking threat that was consistently, consistently generating throughout this match. He was even, it's one of those things, he was, uh, rising was offside twice tonight, both by Danny Trejo. And even though you don't, there's times where you don't like to see guys out of position, but there's a difference, especially it depends on contextually who it's coming from as someone walks right behind Owen shot there. Um, it really depends on who it's coming from. And when you see the types of runs he's making and what he's looking to do, I don't mind the offsides because you see the creativity that's spinning in there. Uh, I mean, we actually have a nice little screenshot. Uh, yours truly pulled up really nice visual quality. If we can uh, pop Let's it up. on screen. This, Yeah, this was the, uh, this threw ball into Gallardo. If you see right there, he's kind of uh, on the right side of that center circle. He threads that ball to Gallardo at the bottom of the screen through what? One, two, three, four on a rope through four Oakland defenders and it was beautiful to see, absolutely perfectly weighted. Danny Trejo had that vision absolutely all night. I will say for those of you who are who understandably, it's a fair argument. Uh, you know, Artiaga, nothing against him. He absolutely had a phenomenal night. Um, gosh, right, bagging that the equalizer in the 93rd minute. Uh, b- blame producer. Very Jacob. well taken, no. Hedda. Yeah, bl- bl- blame producer Jacob would not uh, in any way let us update it, so that's uh, that's totally on him if you guys That's are, Max uh, now yeah. going after those who can't speak at this moment. Wow, he can but speak? He has a voice. Here's what I'll say, going back to your Danny Trejo comment. Yeah. Yes, I think in the first half, he was pretty yeah. pivotal to really winding them up. He was someone who'd run at them, someone who, he actually got into a bit of trouble with fouling. I know that people are going to point to the one that he picked up a yellow card for, and so they felt that was a bit of a dive. Overall, I think it was more of a persistent offenses kind of yellow card than a an individual foul that pushed him over the line per se. Um, he was getting caught into those moments yeah. sometimes where the defender would have to just kind of throw a body in front of him in the hope yeah. that they take a foul in that kind of moment. 
he's someone who I think we've seen throughout the season can be the spark in this rising team. Yeah. The key thing, though, really, I think, is that you need both. If you've got both Danny and Panos both yes. on form on any given night at the same time, I think that this team is in some ways unstoppable. Those two guys can oh, yeah. do so many things with the ball at their feet. Um, and yet, when you look then at the overall picture today, I, I mean, I think it's just the end product wasn't there from a lot of them yeah. until that very final cross-in very late in the game. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of an anti-commentator's uh, curse in a way of, oh yeah, rising has, pull, rising has to pull, uh, throw bodies forward. Let's see if they can get an equalizer. Turns out they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, know, you know what, Max? We've been speaking a lot about our views on the game so far. Yeah. We've been running through that. And while I've referenced it a few times, we haven't seen any of the interview footage from after this game. We do have Juan Guerra's overall okay. thoughts. Should we take a listen to that now? Let's do it. They say now, I'm doing overall the whole week. It's been a it's been a demanding week, physically, mentally, for the players. We stayed on the road after New Mexico. Um, we knew tonight was going to be challenging and demanding, uh, mentally and physically. Um, I think the boys, we had moments. We had moments. We had spells. We were able to to create opportunities. Uh, we should have probably taken a bit more risk on the final third, but also it was difficult, man. It was difficult from the sideline. It looks easier. I'm sure on TV probably looks even easier, but uh, when you're walking this pitch, it's, it's tough. When you're dribbling at someone at speed, it's tough to get a shot off. It's tough to keep the ball under control. So I think there were times that we were on the final third and we should have been cleaner. But uh, I also know how tough it is to play in this kind of surfaces. So I'm glad we got the point at the end. That's that's an important, that's a, that's a positive. There were a lot of high notes. Uh, there's also a few things that we need to keep improving and keep getting better. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy with the 4-2-3-1 with the with the change of, of formation, and now we now we know we could play differently depending on where we go. And also, this is the first time we played with a back four versus a back five, and uh, that was a bit of the concerns that we had uh, yesterday and the day before. But I think it was fine. It was fine in the offensive moments and also in the defensive moments. Yeah. I mean, man, that uh, it, may, it might seem easy on broadcast, which is fair, but when you're going on the uh, artificial surface. That stuff ain't fun, man. Ball moves a little bit quicker, a little more uh, slick, a little more bouncy. It's uh, stuff out there. I will say that just standing here doing this now, I'm feeling it on my feet. It's a quite a hard surface. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not fun, not fun, not fun. Um, you know, we talk, I know we talked to, you know, it's good to hear, hear from Coach. It's, uh, you know, kind of taking this performance for what it is. Curious to hear who are some and chat. Please chime in as well. Who are some other standout performers that would uh, you know garner a nice honorable mention? I know we shout. I heard saw in the chat. Understandably, Artiaga, Rocco with a couple of nice saves, including that one in the first half where that easily could have been slotted through uh, near post, but he made it look actually a pretty nice save. Anyone else that you'd like to shout out? I will say before you speak. Juan Mayor, you shouted him out in our uh, pregame show. He had a couple interventions, some last-ditch efforts, even if it's throwing a leg out there, where if he does not make those plays, Oakland's in on goal a couple times. I think he had a really nice performance. Yeah, what I will say to give you a little bit of context, that Juan Mayor comment. Standing around here chatting with uh, someone from Oakland as they just yeah. go, oh, you can't keep running at Ale doing the same moves that you did in training against him for an entire yeah. year. You've <laughs> got to have something else to your game. You've got to try something different. He knows who you are. He yeah. knows you and he knows how to defend against you. And if you come out looking like you always do, 
that's what's going to happen. But mm. yeah, I think overall those two probably worthwhile noting. Um, anyone in the chat has anything they want to, to point out, I suppose, on that one. It'll also be interesting to discuss who they think has done well. Um, I'd agree with Rocco. I think Rocco made some pretty pivotal saves out there. Again, yeah. this is kind of a pattern. I feel like we always point to Rocco or, or to Patrick even on Wednesday as people yeah. who've had a couple of moments where they've been called upon to do something. They make a couple of big saves and it ultimately keeps this team in there because the one thing we know about Phoenix Rising is they're not normally going to score a lot of goals at the yeah. moment with how they are playing. Um, if you are keeping the opponent out of the net or you're keeping that score down low, you're giving your team a chance. I think that, yeah, yeah it's it's overall big picture, not Rising's worst performance at all tonight. Sure. But again, it's still just having to work on those things in the final third, having to, to work out how to actually get some of those shots off, working out when it's right to take the shot, when it's right to take the pass, when it's right to take a little bit longer to control it. And if they can kind of draw those pieces together, you're going to be looking at a team that is in a much better place. But still, I'm always going to keep harking back to this. I'm going to do this after every bit of criticism or, or vaguely critical comment that I make that four points out of six on this road trip is still a good haul. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You said you're harking back. Uh, actually, have uh, Bora Multinovich in the in the chat asking how well did John Harks play today. So uh, that's uh, something there. But no, uh, chat definitely shouting out a couple people. Right, seeing Jake. The formation change allows Trejo to be out wide, Panos to play a ten, Artiaga becoming the number nine. Rising's been missing absolutely. It really has been evident, especially over these last couple of matches. Really, with uh, Panos getting on the score sheet twice. Uh, Jose's calling me in soft New Mexico. in the chat. Say it again. Jose is calling me soft in the chat. Yeah, it's, I mean, to be fair, you can't really be getting soft if you've always been soft. Um, I see Eddie in uh, the chat with uh, Oakland Roots and can't even grow grass. Damn, that's a nice bird. That's a nice one right there. Uh, D goalie, Funwar's passing was very solid. CWP, Rocco definitely had a couple clutch saves, especially on that last one. Oakland pushed to preserve the draw. Yeah, that really was. I mean, Oakland, for, for Rising's wasteful chances, Oakland also, too, was incredibly wasteful in front of Ned uh, in their chances as well. So I guess it really could be um, anyone's match in this one. You know, curious to hear, right? I've seen a couple of people in the chat. We're talking about singing praises of different players. Who are maybe some people who I would say maybe have an off night? I see Bandito's Bluebird noting uh, Fede needs to show a bit more. Yeah, again, that's that's a common point, I think, that we've, we've yeah. said throughout. Now, it comes down to, a, at some point, you'd have to hope that he's going to click. We've spoken about that yeah. in the past with Juan. We've spoken about how... Sometimes things are slightly missing with Fede Varela. It's not quite yeah. all pulling together in terms of, is it the fact that he hasn't had the consistent playing time over the long periods of time? Is it the fact that he's dealt with injuries? Is it the fact that he's maybe or maybe hasn't adjusted well enough to what is a different style of football that's played in USL compared to what he'd been used to on the mm-hmm. continent in Europe? Um, more emphasis on times on physicality in, uh, at moments. Um I will say that when you you look at all of those things, you do have to wonder whether 15 games in, it should have clicked by now. Yeah. Um, whether they should have finally managed to work out quite where that was going wrong, whether they should have quite managed how to work out how to best integrate him into that system. Again, there have been flashes. Mm-hmm. But we have not seen consistency, even within a game, I don't think, from Fede Varela. 
And that's one of the biggest concerns I have going forward, I think. <laughs> to me, what it does, it gets you into a position whereby, and I know people are also making passing their comments in the chat about Gallardo, but you're going to find yourself in a position soon enough whereby you're going to have to pick between Fetty or Gallardo. Mm. Okay? You yeah. know who else is realistically going to be out there with your Manuel Arteaga. You're going to have Danny Trejo out there. You're going to have Panos Amanakis out there. And then there's going to be another player. And the question then comes down to, are you looking for that to be Fede? Or are you looking for that to be Ericsson? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fair shout. It's uh, something Thomas's point. We lead the league in draws. At least we're winning something. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a catch 22, right? Of a, who you want or maybe who you less want. No, right. I think it's something where we've seen both these guys trade off starts, trade off minutes. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Is there a a trophy for most draws, Max? Say it again. Is there a trophy for most draws? Oh gosh. I don't, uh, I don't think so, but uh, you're getting some love in the chat, by the way, man. Uh, Let's see. uh, To be clear clear, though, they are tied for most draws. It's not standalone. They're literally, they're literally drawing for draws. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, They are drawing for draws at the moment. There are several teams that have also had seven draws so far this season. Among them, we have RGV, Miami, Uh FC Tulsa. Uh Uh-huh. That's yeah, fair. That's, that's the, the. Oh, and uh, San Antonio as well. Mm. Shouldn't forget the one team that's actually got a little bit about them, even if they're currently losing. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, that's a, certainly a lot of draws. Um, thing that I don't like about draws is when you you go uh, you draw like a bad batch of edibles, but you know, you don't have to worry about that. That was a really ed- bad transition. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about that with our friends at OG's brands, man. Oh, you stumbled on that one worse than rising <laughs> in front of the gold. Oh man. man, our friends at OG's brands do they, uh, even uh, the poor transition. Don't worry. You taking OG's brands. Everything's going to be absolutely delightful. We had a couple of pH next. They're sampling the new pink lemonade flavors, the new summer edition that dropped on Wednesday. And let me tell you, it is delightful according to all those people actually had a uh, sean and totri um uh, you know uh, i'm not going to be saying what they are are not doing uh but uh allegedly they are uh, enjoying some ogs right now at uh the new spider-man movie and uh that's going to be something so fantastic that yeah. uh, check out ogs for whether you're watching uh spider-man soccer whatever you want to do uh check them out at ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands dot com all the good stuff there get yourself some pink lemonade you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly it's fantastic stuff check them out also what's a fantastic fantastic stuff that you have to be 21 years or older to enjoy is valley tap room they have all the stuff on draft the draft years the wine and trivia tuesdays of course which everyone knows who has joined me on trivia tuesdays i mop up i wipe the floor with the competition all of that stuff. I carry the team, put the team on my back. If you ever want to witness truly an amazing, amazing spectacle of mental and even athletic prowess, come join us on Tuesdays of Valley Tap Room when we are there. Uh, Going to be having a watch party there in the near future. I know I keep on saying that, but take a look out on PHNX underscore underscore rising Twitter for more announcements on that. It's going to be an absolutely darn good time. Shout out Donald there at Valley Tap Room. And if you go there and you tell them, hey, Owen sent you there, Owen will buy you a beer. That's not true. If you tell them that I sent you there, you can also tell them that Max gave you permission to put it on his tab. 
this uh this turn this turn relatively quickly but uh yeah check it out always depends on your max <clears throat> check out valley taproom uh <laughs> uh out on instagram at valley taproom and on um, in person off the uh 202 and gilbert yeah 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 um okay All Devin right. with the false comment whatever uh we, we know what happened uh yeah there's a a lot of activity in the chat, man. Gotta love it. Again, thank you, everyone, for joining us per usual. Uh, oh, apparently, uh, you're a Harry Potter guy, right, Owen, for sure? Because uh, you're being called a Slytherin by the official PHNX Sports account. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to engage at this point. Um, totally I think there's a comment move. here as well. And this is when, before we move on to the looking around the USL, and yes. also going to have to have a look at another yes. game that took place tonight. Um there was a question in here from Jose about at the beginning of the year, does this team get that equalizer? It's a good question. I I think in the circumstances being the short rest, the fact that it's so late in the game, I tend to agree. They probably wouldn't have. Um, At the same time, I'm, hesitant to be too revisionist because this team wasn't really easily beaten yeah changes the season anyway they in fact they lost the one game against um against san diego away from home but what, yes. what else at that stage were they really losing there were a good number of draws um it was a lot more that way, I'd say. But I mean, yeah, they. So, they had, so I think it's still an improvement. Uh, I think it again yeah. shows fight back, which we've seen in the past few weeks. Yeah, um, and I think the goal was a good goal. Yeah, I mean, they had a late-ish goal in the, the Charleston Battery season opener. Listen. If you're asking about this team as a whole, no, I don't. Because to your point, it took them a while. They have not hit the same offensive gear that they have in now and in recent weeks than they were at the start of the season. If you're talking about this team, like with Panos, with the team a bit more seasoned, Artiaga finding form again. He's on a he's on he's on a hot streak, right? He wasn't he was not hitting this at the beginning of the year. Is a completely I don't want to say it's necessarily a completely different man Artiaga, but even the positioning and what the team is surrounding him with, he's in a different form. I think this team and how they're playing now. Yes, to Jose's point if we're taking that context, I do think they find the equalizer. I think or, or excuse me, they go ahead. I think that this team does find the results and I think there's just some of those matches where there are only so many matches, I think, where you are going to be, you know, call it wasteful or missing your chances in front of goal and not in getting the results or not seeing it, the ball go in the back of the net. Again, we keep on saying it. We would rather have the good performances and the results will eventually catch up rather than having a string of not producing, not having the performances, not having the offensive showcasing and just kind of squeaking by. Like if we're dividing the rising season in half, I will absolutely take what we've seen over the last month or so, even with some of the poor results in there, I would much rather take what we've seen recently and the results that came with it versus kind of slogging along in the, in the beginning of the year. Absolutely. And I think, look again, there's comments in here. People seem, I think broadly more positive about this. So, um, I'm, I'm surprised. I was expecting the chat to maybe be a little bit more negative maybe, but they've, they've surprised me. They're they're relatively positive. I think it's a good thing. I think again, there has been clear progress since the start yeah. of the year. So, yeah. But let's talk. Let's talk USL. Let's and then we'll, we'll end it on the high point of someone getting. Uh, of course. Um, big game today, really. I think uh, I'll start off with Pittsburgh against San Diego. That one, two one, two. Yeah. Pittsburgh, they win it in stoppage time at mm-hmm. home. So, 
interesting one. Um, I mean, they get two goals off of three shots on target. So, <laughs> gotta love that. Read into that one what you will. But uh, in other news, San Antonio lost 3-1 on the road to Sacramento. Yep. That just coming in now. They also finished that game with nine men. Jordan Farr picking up a red love card that. in the 85th minute. Mitch Tainter picking up a red card in the 91st minute. And of course, that one's slightly more notable as well because San Antonio suffering a loss of one of their players, Sam Adanner, and going recalled actually back to uh, St. Louis City where he featured today. So, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big loss for them as someone who's, especially for a team, I think, in San Antonio that when they're on, they are very good. Yes. But what we've seen this season is that they are far more inconsistent than we saw broadly in their title run last year. Except from apart, apart from against Rising, of course, because last year Rising apparently did the double over them. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Some other results that really caught my eye here. Detroit City falling 1-0 at home against Orange County. Milano Lossky with a goal in that one, 23rd minute. OC picking up a red card deep into stoppage time at the end of the yep. game. Not really relevant then, that kind of red card. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at some of the others. Luke City, not a very convincing win against the Vegas Lights team that have proven this season that they can be quite hard to to beat, really. Um, yeah. A lot of draws that Vegas are picking up. Of course, only the one win for them so far. That one came yeah. against Phoenix we Rising. We don't, we don't talk about that. Uh, but Mushigalusa with the goal in the 77th minute. Mm-hmm. 1-0. Vegas didn't actually have a shot on target that entire game. Yep. Mon- uh, let's see what else we got. Monterey Bay picking up the 1 0 dub over Miami, Miami FC. Has not been playing. Nope. And, great, New, and New Mexico United, um, I will say, right, the result is what it is via Bicicleta. That was, I got to be honest, that was pretty nice. You see, you catch that one? I did not. I did not. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Man, result, uh, well, man, that's fair. Amando Moreno with a bicycle kick right in after front of the, little, the fans. After it was his actually quite a move on Wednesday. Cool. After his yep. little spin move for the goal on Wednesday yeah. as well. He's in good form. But um, when you look elsewhere, then Memphis winning 3-2 over Charleston Battery. Memphis, of course, being the team that Rising will face next week. Memphis very much on form at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then is there anything else? I think we've actually spoken about almost every single game, well, with the exception of two, um, but yeah. the two aren't particularly interesting. So I think we can... Uh... Pretty much it seems like a lot of uh, folks on the West were winning, right? Obviously, you see San Antonio falling because they're playing Sacramento, but uh, a lot of uh, not of matches essentially not going uh, rising sway, but there's still a lot of time to kind of close the gap that we alluded to earlier. There is time. Of course, there's time. Um, I think the key thing from Rising's perspective is that teams around them are also dropping points. So what you've actually seen here is that Phoenix Rising is going to end the day on the same number of points as Colorado Springs Switchback sitting Mm. in seventh. They're still three points clear of ninth spot. It's actually Orange County now. Um, Four points clear of New Mexico in tenth. Yeah. They are now within touching distance. Yeah. Many of the teams who have them. We said going into today, rising with four points back on fourth. Now that's three points back on fourth. In yeah. theory, if you had a match day where everything went rising's way, they could only be one match day away from sitting fourth in the Western Conference. We like four that. points back on third. 
We like that. No, and you know, listen, we we see this is definitely the a stretch of the rising season where you know going on the road, playing some tough opponents. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a battle, but it's good news because sooner you know soon enough they're gonna be joined by one of their best players and their captain, Mr. Kev Lambert, because he is right now in Jamaica is uh, playing for Jamaica in the Gold Cup. And uh, they had quite uh, quite the showing against the U.S. Uh, I mean, I wasn't watching it because I was watching the Rising. Was I was not busy watching Rising, but yes. yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh, hey, a ninety minute shift. In they did. Yeah, he, he, he got the he got the start. He got ninety minute. He got put in a ninety minute shift. Jamaica goes up one uh, nil over the U.S. Apparently, he actually drew a penalty uh against uh yeah i drew a penalty Leon Bailey managed to miss and then miss yeah, the rebound was, yes yeah the, the rebound and i Jamaica didn't see went 1-0 up, up early doors there was a former rising player actually yeah. in damian Lowe, mm-hmm. who put that ball in the back of the net the u.s getting a late equalizer for it to finish one all yeah sets up an interesting rest of the group at this point because i think if jamaica had won that game to me, that puts a lot of pressure on the U.S. to come out in their next game and really get a result. But, yeah, I mean, the pressure is still there. Look, you can't sleep on some of these countries. You may look at them and say they're not very good. But, again, in a group stage where it's free games, yeah, doesn't take many slip-ups. Doesn't take many slip-ups at all. Really, really doesn't. Yeah, Thomas saying USA's C team, no good. Uh, yeah, it's... That's what happens when you don't necessarily bring your <laughs> anywhere close to your highest ranked team. But uh, it's cool to see. It's cool to see like an actual matchup. And everyone slept on Jamaica for a while. Like this, they have an absolutely like star studded roster, regardless of how you look at it. They got players, bona fide players playing in the Premier League, playing around the world. And I mean, it's really cool to see Kev be, you know, we've already known this, this isn't a surprise, but it's cool to see him, you know, represent the squad and play a very pivotal part in that match night. So shout out to him. Very curious to see how the gold cup uh, progresses. I know we talked a bit about it on our pregame show and yeah, we'll go from there, but uh, Oh, and yeah, I know it's, uh, it's getting a little late for uh, you out there. I know you got some travels. Is there anything else you'd like to cover before we jet out of here? Yeah. The ground between here and the car that I'm about to take back that helps me uh, return to where I am staying so I can go out and grab a beer after this, Max. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we know you're going to be drinking four peaks. Well, we appreciate everyone joining us on here. Chat, you're awesome as always. Appreciate you guys joining us. Win, loss, draw, whatever it is. You guys know you can catch us on Tuesday for our show when we're back in the studio, which seems like a first time in a while that we're going to be in the studio doing a nice little live show. And then Owen will uh, leave us. And then this guy, you know, skips out on vacation. Who does that? Unbelievable. I would never. Um, But uh, you can follow along uh, for us on Twitter at PHNX underscore underscore rising because uh, double the underscore Owen. Double the fun. Double the fun. And uh, double the goals uh, scored in this match math uh you can follow owen on twitter at oj evans 18 you can follow me on twitter at max david simpson and uh yeah it's uh, the beautiful game but it's even more beautiful when you salvage a draw in the dying minutes of a very competitive match we'll see you guys on tuesday laters